0: so don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron, and you guys, we did it. That's a wrap. Another season of The Bachelorette has come and gone. I'm kind of shook just thinking about everything that's happened I mean, this year in Bachelor Nation, if you think about it, we started 2021 with Chris Harrison and everything that went down with Rachel Lindsay and that scandal with Rachel Kirkconnell and now her and Matt James have been back together and better than ever. Chris Harrison was out. It's just interesting to look back at this way as we started this year with like race as being such a topic in... Bachelor Nation after a year of it also being the major talk in our country. And then we ended it with Michelle's season and a final four that was all people of color. And it's just kind of crazy to think about how we started the year with Matt James' historic first Black Bachelor season and ended it with Michelle and technically the first Black couple from The Bachelor, Bachelorette. We had Riley and Marissa on Bachelor in Paradise. And I think I asked them about that. And it's just, we've come a little bit full circle. And I think this finale had a lot that the show thrives on. Like there was definitely drama and tension and that like, will they, who will she pick back and forth? There was the parents Clearly getting involved a little bit, but in a way that didn't feel too Barbara Weber in a way that kind of felt like natural parent concerns. And there was a live after the final rose. I've missed these live events so much. I thought Caitlin did an awesome job. I have to say that right off the bat. Am I slightly biased since I just spoke to Caitlin last week? And I thought that we had a great chat. Maybe, but I genuinely was watching her and I was so impressed. I mean, imagine thinking that you're going to co-host the finale with Tasha, who you've been doing everything with. It's their first time doing it live because everything's been pre-taped and then finding out last minute that Taisha's not going to be there. You're flying solo and it's just like a chaotic thing. And there's a lot they pack into that hour, which is part of the problem with after the final rose, by the way, like, did we need you know, the weird Santa man. No, it was just to keep it lighthearted. I think we could have gotten way more with Michelle and Brandon, but I think that it's a conscious choice the show usually makes to kind of let the winning couple have their moment after maybe not presenting them with the greatest love story on the show which I want to get into. Um, I also should mention, you will hear my interview with Michelle and Nate after I do a quick little rundown of my thoughts of the finale. I just spoke to them fresh off Good Morning America, super early where they are um, in California. So it's crazy, but they were great. I mean, they literally like kissed and were whispering before the interview started. They seemed super in love. They were very candid. And, you know, I had to ask them a lot of Awkward questions about Brandon and her saying "I love you," and we talked about. I tried, you guys, to get info about that moment in the trailer when Nate was accused of being an actor. They kind of laughed it off. I feel like they just weren't allowed to say what really happened. I cannot wait for these contracts to be up because I'm going to ask them again one day if I ever get a chance. But I tried. Um, It's still an interesting answer, I think. It's it's the way end of the interview. We talked wedding. We talked her parents. We talked his edit. Um, and it was pretty candid. So I think you're going to like the interview, but just a few notes about the finale. Like I said, I loved it. I thought that Caitlin did a great job. Um, no barbs on the finale. And just to go back to the first part of, of the episode, which was like the dates and Brandon's letter. I have a few thoughts on the letter. One, you know that I'm so split on Brandon and I can't decide if I think he's like the Romeo of our generation or if he's just like way over the top And I also can't decide this might be a hot take and it's going to come off kind of harsh with this word, but I don't even mean it so much. And I, again, I don't even know how I really feel about the guy. He seems genuinely nice and sweet and just head over heels in love with her. So there, there's definitely possibly that, but another little part of me is like, is it slightly manipulative to be taking her away before the rose ceremony, to be writing this letter after her day with Nate? Is it producer manipulation? Maybe. Are they telling him, you know, go, you have to reassure, you have to reassure is it genuine and he just, he can't help himself. He's very expressive and he needs to get it out. Or is it a little like, you know, if I keep reminding her, how could she not pick me and trying to tell her is Michelle, you know, ignoring these quote unquote red flags that Nate has since she had, you know, for in some people's opinions, and maybe I've said this before, pull it out of him, his feelings. I asked them about that. I said, you know, were you saying what people think you said, what Michelle wanted to hear? Nate kind of laughs it off a little bit. And while in the beginning of the show, I kind of found him a little cocky. I kind of now think he's just confident and he has this ability to compartmentalize that bachelor potential winners actually do really need. I mean, I think about Sean Booth and how Caitlin and Sean were both pretty like, Honest about how like Nick Vile was under his skin for years after their finale. And it like came up. The show kept coming up. They lived in the show. Then you look at like Jordan and JoJo, who I didn't think that Jordan was quote unquote there for the right reasons. I thought he wanted, you know, to be on the SEC network. Was I proven wrong? Absolutely. I think JoJo and Jordan are a great couple, but the edit that they gave him, he kind of got this, you know, cocky vibe. You look at Brian Abasolo and Rachel Lindsay. I mean, Rachel's been very vocal about the fact that her love story was overtaken by this this Peter's storyline and how we should all feel bad for Peter and how she settled for Brian. And look at them. They're happy. They're still together. And Brian seems like a lovely guy. And he got an unfair kind of thing is also looking a little cocky and like he was too sure of himself in the process. But I think that's just the power of being able to compartmentalize. And as Caitlin said to me last week, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Like if you handle this process well you have success in the real world, which is really all that matters. If you don't handle it well, you get sympathy from Bachelor Nation sometimes, but then you can't shake that in your real life. Sometimes if you don't handle it well, you don't even get the sympathy from Bachelor Nation and it just kind of creates a mess. And I know you can't control your feelings, but it's just, it goes to show you that sometimes the type of guys, specifically I feel like happens on, on The Bachelorette more than The Bachelor, they get these edits where they come off as maybe not genuine, but are they just good at like, compartmentalizing and managing their feelings in a different way. I mean, Nate's the first one to say he's not the most well-spoken. Are we, should we like pit him to a cross because he's not writing these like romantic love notes? I don't know. And you know, if you listen to the show that I went back and forth on Nate, like a thousand times during the season, which I also think is the point of the show and the editing is that fair to Nate. Probably not. Will we find out in due time, you know, the same way we found out with Blake and Katie that it wasn't meant to be very quickly. Yeah, we will. Um, So I think it'll be interesting to watch play out. I think Obviously, the, the audio of the ocean was just tough for everyone. It was kind of a national tragedy to have that, that ocean overpowering poor Brandon's emotional goodbye. I thought it was so interesting that he said at AFR that he knew in her eyes that he wasn't him. I think that Michelle really is just a genuinely expressive person and she couldn't hide it. Um, Caitlin and Tasha also couldn't really hide it when Brandon showed up. I feel like on the final day, which kind of made me laugh, Chris Harrison was always just like, Oh yeah, buddy, she's waiting for you. Good luck. And he knew deep down your first out of the limo. It ain't working for you, dude. Um, but I think that the Brandon breakup was pretty heart heartbreaking. It reminded me of Blake horseman, I posted that on my Instagram story. I did who who did it best. Blake voted for himself. He also sent me a laughing emoji. So he's in on the joke, everybody. Don't worry. And again, the ocean was just tough. But I really think they need to start doing these proposals in a place where, one, everyone ain't going to sweat through their fancy clothes and one of Nate's only two suits. And two, where we're going to get good quality. I think it was Rachel Lindsay again, who the in addition to Peter kind of being the star of her finale, the wind overtook her entire proposal with Brian. Like, it's just wild. And I know some things are, quote, out of their control. But this is the bachelor like they got a budget baby like I feel like we could have we could have fixed this it just really pissed me off um it got a little better during the Nate part but not really um I thought the proposal was cute I think that again it, it's kind of refreshing I guess to see that Nate doesn't have all the right things to say all the time and that Michelle welcomes that for him I also thought it was interesting with the parents at AFR that Michelle's mom brought up this text that Nate sent that made her cry. Like, I want to read that. Like we had to, we had to hear Branson's voice over his letter. I want to hear Nate's attempt, you know, to be Romeo. But I thought the parents were so lovely. I thought it was really cute. And that was a nice way to wrap that up because obviously the questions, which you'll hear me ask about the parents, it, came off very much so like they wanted to pick, they wanted her to pick Brandon. They had questions about Nate. They were all in on Brandon, but Michelle, you know, tells me, my parents aren't the kind of people who are going to base everything off of one conversation on a television show. And they all just seem, the youngs just seem like smart, put together, intelligent, normal people. And it's amazing they've made it through this reality show because usually that doesn't, that doesn't work on reality TV. Um, so I think it's, it's going to be really interesting to see what these two do next. You'll hear them tell me about wedding planning. Brandon's conversation at AFR, A little disappointing to me. I think I don't, it's again, it's hard to get to the meat of the breakup when it's been months and they're trying to move on and it's not necessarily fair to the lead or the runner up. Or the winner to harp on things that happened months ago. But as a viewer, I didn't really feel like I got closure from that. Um, I know there's time constraints, but I feel like Brandon was kind of warming up. He wasn't really planning on going there. And then Caitlin pushed like she has to as a host. So then he started to open up and ask her questions. And then Michelle had something she wanted to say and get out there but why she said, I love you. And then he didn't really have time to respond and kind of started mumbling. And then Caitlin had to be like, well, that's a wrap. So I didn't totally get closure there. But maybe we'll hear from Brandon in the future. Maybe he'll go down a paradise road. Who knows? Um, I, again, I'm, I think think he's genuinely a good person. I just think maybe some of the moves at the end were a little weird to me. I don't know. I, I, he claims he just had her, her best interest at heart, which is a lovely sentiment. And I hope that's true. But um, I don't know. I think, like I said, it'll be interesting to see what happens next. Got it real quickly. I mean, first of all, that down payment on a house was wild. I don't know if you noticed, but it seemed like to me that Michelle mouthed that it was $200,000, which is a lot of money for a house, especially in Minnesota. It's more than a down payment from what I know, I don't know much about buying houses, but I'm pretty sure you can get, you know, a nice home for that, and that's amazing. People obviously joking: is this a bribe from the show to get you know? Fine. We had so many bachelorette breakups and Bachelor Nation breakups in the last two years. Like, if you if you accept this down payment, you must stay together for this period of time. Is there a contract with the with the down payment? Who gets the house if things go awry? You know, will we be filming bachelor spinoffs? A, a Winter Games in Minnesota? If Brandon and if Nate, oh, slip if Nate and Michelle break up, I don't know. I think it's also interesting. Is this like the new precedent? Like, is Clayton going to get? gonna get a check and our other bachelorette couple is gonna feel a little scorned that they didn't get any check i mean katie didn't even really get like a warm welcome and Tasha didn't even get an afr so it's just kind of bizarre but um clayton speaking of by the way all the mean tweets um You will hear from Clayton on this podcast next week. I had the chance to speak to him. This was my podcast with him was recorded before this AFR, but it is under embargo by ABC until a closer date. So you will hear it next Monday, December 27th. Quick interview, quick junket, kind of like Nate and Michelle, but I got in some questions. Of course, you know, the narrative around him is why are you the bachelor? It's a hard thing to ask someone. I did. Caitlin did. Um, The mean tweets, I was, I thought it had a Good idea, bad execution. The audience didn't laugh, which made things kind of awkward. The tweets they chose were just kind of too mean, like the Shrek comment and the puke in my mouth. They weren't even really clever. If it was more like why didn't we see him, and then maybe they showed like a great clip of Clayton being being silly, or I don't know. I I, I felt like it mean tweets. Jimmy Kimmel like the idea kind of awkward execution. Feel bad for Clayton at this point. Maybe that's the point um, for us then. That's the new thing, like sympathy for Clayton. If we don't know why he's here, not sure. But either way, that trailer, every trailer, they, they air, even if it's like only slightly different, it just gets me excited, you guys. I cannot wait for Clayton's season. I can't wait for you to hear my interview with him. But for now, of course, this is Michelle and Nate's day. So without further ado, here is my chat with Nate and Michelle. All right, you guys. First of all, congratulations. Yeah. How are Thanks. we feeling? I'm
2: sure I'm sure you're tired, but also excited. <sighs> Tell me how we're feeling. We are tired but excited, running on adrenaline. Um, just really happy that we can like be out in the open now. Yeah,
3: <laughs> and seriously. Just
2: do like the smallest things. Like we're I think we're both really excited to walk through the airport together. Like that's been something that's in cross your
1: <laughs> yeah, mind.
3: Yeah. We
2: finally get to do that today.
1: Right, so. The
3: little things we're looking forward to all the little things.
1: <laughs> you bring up the airport. What are the Christmas plans? Are we going
3: to Minnesota? What are we doing? And we're, we're visiting family. That's for sure. So we're going to be bouncing back and forth, but it's, it's going to be a great time.
1: All right, we got to go back a little bit because that's what we do. Um, I want to start with, we saw on last week's episode, you know, Brandon kind of pull you aside at the fantasy, uh, at the rose ceremony. Then we saw the letter during, after Nate's date. Do moments like that affect your decision-making, Michelle? Oh,
2: that's a really good question. Um, I think it kind of depends on how I'm feeling in the moment. You know, when I walked into that rose ceremony, I had my decision and I was very confident about the decision I was going to make. And that is just something that I arrived on. And it wasn't necessarily at one point, like I'm very decisive. Once I make my decision, it's not necessarily, you know, it can't be influenced um, to a certain extent, but it, with that, it's just, yes, I take it into consideration and and everything, but also at the same time, it's you know i'm always going back to what my heart feels and you know if something like that wavers your heart then maybe you maybe you'd be making a different decision but um but in that time it 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 didn't <laughs> nate from your perspective how does it do you think it's fair for you know brandon to maybe sneak
1: in there the a couple times at the end
3: uh honestly at the end of the day it's like um i don't know i always go back to things like can i control it or not like you know does it does it, i don't know if it yeah, it doesn't really bother me. I can't control it. You know, he is his his own individual, and um, um you know, he made that that choice. I it didn't bother me, and at the end of the day, um, I'm I'm just really happy with how everything played out.
1: Um, your parents, you know, seemed very impressed with Brandon. Um, but then we had that lovely moment at after the final rose with your moms. How quickly did it did it take for your parents to accept Nate, and how did they react when you called them? <laughs>
2: uh, this, how fast did they accept Nate? Oh, instantly. <laughs> Um, you know, it's just such a unique situation with opening up and being vulnerable. And honestly, my brother and my dad are two of the kindest people with the biggest hearts but as far as speaking about emotions it's not something that they do you know frequently and with that honestly I kind of felt right at home with <laughs> nate um but it's just it's like i said there's just so many different layers of this process with the cameras and production and it is a, it's a very quick timeline and so um I was able to get the answers that I needed. And once I was able to get those answers, my family really trusted me with that. And they also trust that, you know, one conversation isn't always in this high pressure moment, isn't always going to necessarily point to somebody's character. And so they have welcomed Nate with open arms and are so happy to have him part of the family. (laughs) So happy.
1: Do do you have a moment that you knew that Nate was the one you were going to pick or is it just like a a, an accumulation of
2: a lot of things Nate was always nearly like one of the strongest connections if not the strongest connection and what I wanted to do is I, I really wanted to challenge myself to make sure that I was open to everybody because in a situation like the bachelorette or the bachelor conversations can change a lot of different things because, you know, you have this short snippet and it seems like a short conversation, but you're not talking small talk. You're not talking about colors and favorite (laughs) colors and favorite foods. Like you really do dive deep. And so, so, you know, you see those conversations and throughout the whole season change very quickly. And so I wanted to make sure that I kept myself open to the very last minute Um, and, and I did that. And then once I made my decision and, you know, felt with where my heart was pointing me, that's, that's where I went and did not look back.
1: One of the things that's unique about this show and finding love this way, there's many of them, but of course, one of them is, you know, watching it back. Um, how did you guys do that? Did you watch together, Nate? What was the hardest part for you to watch? What was that like? Did you watch?
3: Uh, yeah, no, I definitely watched, um, I, I don't know. I liked I liked watching by myself uh, whenever we were together um, on like a Tuesday. Um, obviously, we'd be watching together. Um, but no, it, you know, at the end of the day, um, I don't know if it was hard. I think like the 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 story that was told sometimes was a, a little frustrating. But at the end of the day, um, you know, we, we always had each other to kind of talk about it, laugh about it. And, you know, so it, it was fun the, the entire time.
1: Um, we've been seeing more and more bachelor or bachelorettes, you know, say, I love you to more than one contestant and use that word. Um, what was Michelle for you? Do you have any regrets about telling Brandon, um, that you loved him and Nate, what was that like for you to watch that part?
2: I never thought I would be able to fall in love with two people. I've seen people fall in love with more than one person. And I'm like, Nope, not that cannot happen. But when it does, and when you're in it, there was this point where it's like, okay, I have to stay true to who I am. And you think about it and you you do have these moments where you realize you're in a TV show and you think about, okay, if I say, I love you to this person and this person, even if that's where your feelings are at, this is how people are gonna react. And when it comes down to it, I can't navigate my actions based on how other people are gonna react because then, I mean, that could hold me back from making the right decision. And so in that moment, I was, I was very open to both of those relationships. Those were feelings that I was feeling. Um, does that make it a little bit harder for Nate to watch back? Yeah, it does. And and that's definitely where our communication piece comes in with having to navigate through that because it's just, it's not an easy situation and it's such a different situation and yeah. one that a lot of people can't necessarily relate to. And so, um, so yeah, it was just, that piece was truly just me staying true to what I was feeling, which is what I promised when I accepted the role as a bachelorette.
3: Yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day, like, like something that Michelle said, like, she could never see herself um, falling in love with two people, um, you know. And I think that, like, in the in the real world or whatever outside of the show, I think that that is, you know, a legitimate station, a statement because you would never really put yourself in a position. To fall in love with with more than one person, uh, or at least you shouldn't, right? But like when you're in this environment, like that, that's that's literally something that can't happen, and it did happen. Um, and you know, like it, you know, I can I can feel, however, I felt about it. But at the end of the day, like you kind of gotta just remind yourself, like, hey, like this environment, like things happen. This isn't, you know, now, now that this is done, we're back into the real world. And, you know, that's something that's, that's behind us now. It's just her and I against the world. Right. So, you know, it can only bother you so much. I get to wake up next to Michelle for the rest of my life. So, you know,
1: (laughs) yeah. Um, I mean, to go along with that, Nate, I feel like people may have unfairly possibly judged you for maybe not being the most profound speaker or perfect communicator. I don't know who (laughs) is, Um, but how do you respond to that or critics who maybe make assumptions about you and say, you know, he's now lying about never being in love before. He's just saying what she wants to hear. Like, how does that make you feel? And how do you, how do you respond to that?
3: Um of, of course it's a little annoying right it, at the end of the day it is just noise it is just fluff um but uh you know at the end of the day I know who I am Michelle knows who I am Michelle was able to see me for me so early on um and and that's really all that matters right you know if you think that uh I'm just saying things to say things i mean hey you know that's that, that's that's your opinion i know i know that what i was saying was me just doing my best at trying to explain what was going on inside with all these new feelings and amazing feelings and exciting feelings and you know maybe i'm not the best at expressing myself but uh um michelle michelle got the point so (laughs) that's what matters
1: that's right michelle would you say something similar to anyone who says you're missing quote unquote red flags or whatever you want to call them based on what people saw
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's this entire journey, and then it's compacted into episodes. And you do, you do have a little bit of this background information, and you are there. And it's just more of this thing where you kind of understand, regardless of what you choose or the decisions you make you're not going to be able to please everybody. And that's part of dating in the public eye. Yeah. And so, you know, this man was not really smooth with his words, but if he was smooth with his words, then it's a red flag. Cause he's, you know, a smooth talker. So it's just, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's, it is what it is. And as long as you understand that, and as long as like Nate knows that I understand him, uh, we kind of are like, we've learned how to communicate. We will continue to learn how to communicate. Um, And our and our families and our our close friends know exactly who we are. And so um, going into that, I think that's just kind of what I choose to focus on. When are we wedding? When when are we wedding planning? What's the what's the status? Are
1: we thinking long engagement? Are we thinking short engagement? I know we're going to Minnesota. What's going on?
3: Hey, we're thinking summertime um, in the near future. We'll put it that way. <laughs>
1: wow. Okay. <laughs> Last question, real quick. There was a moment in the trailer where it seems like someone is accusing you of being an actor, Nate. We never saw it. Can you tell me <laughs> anything about what happened there?
3: Um. You know what? I don't. I, no i don't, have think, we, no problem I don't
2: think we know what happens okay? yeah, yeah we are yes we have just as much information as everybody else yeah yeah no <laughs>
3: um i'm not sure who he was talking to we'll put it that way all
2: right i had to ask congratulations
1: you guys um i can't wait to watch you uh you know you flourish after the show thank you Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of Here for the Right Reasons. Don't forget to leave us five stars and come back every Tuesday and Friday for more Bachelor breakdowns, interviews, and all things Bachelor Nation.